0: You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we
1: explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert. And I'm really delighted to have with us today um, just a wonderful woman. Uh, Diane Curran is the the wow whisperer, right? And so I, I love the juxtaposition of those two words in and of themselves. It's like, we're going to, you know, wow is like this great energy, but then there's this subtle kind of flowiness to it. And that really encompasses her. Um, she has this really neat creative energy to her. And um, her passion is very obvious, just in the, not over the top, not banging you on the head with it, but a real understated kind of just joy and, and passion for what she does, and, and you can feel that coming off of her. But she works in the marketing and creative spaces, which, which is, um, again, very perfect for the conversations that we have here at Super Power Up because we, we are the integrators, right? We're the, we're the bridges. We're, we're melding worlds together to create this kind of holistic, um, rich experience for everybody. And she does that also in her work, which I think is great. So I'm going to let her tell you a little bit more about her superpower and stuff as we go along. Um, But for now, why don't we, if you would, please join me in welcoming Diane Curran to the show. Welcome, Diane.
0: Thank you, Tonya. It is so great to be here. I'm very excited to have a conversation with you and with all
1: of those out there in the world that we can't see but we know they're with us, thank you. (laughs) Perfect, well we're gonna talk today about creative women entrepreneurs. Uh, That felt like such a perfect topic for you. Um, But before we jump in, let's go ahead and ask you what are your superpowers? Oh I love that question. It is
0: it is one when I first met you 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 asked that of me and I thought, "Oh my gosh, no one's ever asked that out loud to me before." <laughs> and you know, I I I have joked for many years that my superpower, one of them, is invisibility. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that I've noticed that I literally can walk through life and not be seen. And you know, I used to wonder about that because sometimes people would literally bump into me on the street and I thought, What, can't they see me? And I thought, truth is, they actually can't. But then I realized that for many of us, it's a superpower we take for granted. What I mean by that is that it actually brings with it privacy. It brings with it a sense of freedom because you're not always visible to others not always available for them to look at you and therefore possibly judge you and comment on you and kind of come up and, and be with you when you're maybe not ready to be in a conversation or be in a public uh, um, kind of experience. So it can be, in fact, a superpower. And what it has allowed me to do over the years is to learn to develop another superpower, and that is to be a listener. And listening for me, is something that is very proactive, where you're not simply there witnessing what someone is saying and watching them and being kind of quiet and non-energized. It's actually a very active and engaged experience of reaching out and energetically holding the space for someone to shine. So those are probably the two that come to mind first.
1: Oh, perfect. You yeah, know, it's funny. I was laughing because Neva, Neva is a big fan of the invisibility superpower but <laughs> she, she constantly calls it invincibility so it's like i think it's a freudian slip on some level i'm like i'm not sure i think her mind her 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 young mind might think you know visibility be kind of cool but I, I think she's really gearing up for invincibility but uh i i i had to smile at that and she and she named some of the same reasons like it's the idea of being kind of not seen and and i observed that in her much like you described in the First person I've really heard describe it in that way, Um, but the when she was little, people would literally just like run into her and be and then be shocked that she was there. And what I noticed, you know, because I like to kind of geek out on frequencies and vibrations and stuff, Mm -hmm. is that I think that some people literally couldn't like they they couldn't see her. Like she existed in a frequency that they just weren't attuned to, and so it shocked them in the physical world that there was actually a, a body there. It, it's absolutely true. And in fact,
0: I have experienced this. It was one time where I was in an airport and somebody, I noticed somebody across the way getting off a plane who i had had a very um, incomplete and a dissatisfact, dissatisfying uh, last conversation with. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm not sure I really want to engage this person right now. And I thought, oh, relax, Diane. He doesn't even see you. And he literally mm. walked right by me, and I thought, you know, what's great about this is that I knew the time wasn't right for a conversation. I didn't have to do anything about it because he was literally not tuned in to, as I observed him, I could see where his attention was. It was not on seeing who was there, it was not on being present for his environment and who might be a part of it. And so he was in a different space, so that invisibility or invincibility can <laughs> give you the freedom to see what's so, and actually then pay attention to what's available and what isn't available.
1: I agree with that, and it's and and you you kind of named it earlier where you said you know you used to wonder about that, and, and here at Superpower Experts we do, you know, we help people discover their uh, predisposed superpowers and you know and i always tell people that they always start off as one of your bigger challenges and so so it doesn't surprise me that an aspect of you might go to the story of like okay wait what's wrong like why don't people see me but then to find you know once we neutralize that conversation then we're able to really hone it as a superpower and i think it's so beautiful how you were able to trace that to you know i have this for a reason and you, know, you, you are a keen observer then of the environment, and then you are able to really sit and, and hold space for people um, in a way that those who perhaps didn't traverse the challenging aspect of invisibility um, experience. And, and to me, they're all indicators and little clues of the work that we came here to do and how we came here to do it. And so you touch people through that and had you Chosen to stay in the you know self doubt kind of lower lower self esteem aspects of it, you you wouldn't have been able to unfold it in such a beautiful way. And what's great about it is that okay, so this
0: is interesting. My phone ringer that I carefully turned off is now ringing. So I don't know why that is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've,
1: it, you know it's not surprising on this show. It's uh, you know we will always be tested uh, tested to make sure that we are clear that that uh, all of that human-y stuff is okay. Well, you know what? It's
0: perfectly fine. So it's kind of funny because it's ringing to remind me of something. And that is it. If I may, I've actually been blessed with a third superpower. I feel like I have way too Absolutely. many to count. And you can never have too many superpowers. <laughs> and here's the one that's hilarious, given what I just said about invisibility. And it, it has to do with, I'm going to call, oh, a natural enthusiasm for life. And What I mean by that is that when I am particularly interested in something, and it could be something I know nothing about, or it could be something I'm steeped in, like the arts or marketing, I get very excited. And people notice that when I'm doing presentations or whatever it might be, um, speaking publicly. And I literally cannot help myself, meaning I am allowing myself to be taken by it. And in the process... It's not about what I have to share. It's about connecting with others such that together we can actually allow energy to percolate up and be interesting and exciting and full of discovery for whoever is participating in that moment with me. So it, it... I, I can't help myself. I get excited. And you're, an, you're a person who's exciting me right now.
1: <laughs> oh, what a great compliment. That's so cool. The, uh, you're speaking to something that I call synergistic collaboration. And it's the awareness that we have that there is energy that exists between us. And that mm-hmm. energy is, is, is the creative element. So there's, there's friction as, as the two energy bodies meet up. Um, and not friction in, in a negative way, but friction in, in terms of the energy meets up against something. And I contend that our most powerful places, our most creative aspects exist in there because uh, left to our own devices, we can create and everything else on our own. But I've, I've been in keen observation of what happens in the space between people. And so when you give into that, mo- most of us are so busy, um, as you said you witnessed in in this gentleman that, that you didn't really want to talk to but it wasn't a fear any or wasn't founded anyway because he, he wasn't engaging in the environment. And but when we give into that, rather than need to cut ourselves off or, or shelter or 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 have our defensive mechanisms up, there there's this real um, amazing Thing that it starts to occur and, and I, I describe it to people as like I have these little birthing projects all over the world, right? Because I do this show and I've done it so much now or people call and have a consult with me. There's there's this energized kind of feeling and it's like, okay, well what can we create together? And you just and rather than go right into agreements and what does the world of form want, you know, and how are we gonna what are, what are we going to create and what should we brand it and what should we do? And instead of just saying, look, I, I, I feel connected to you. You know, I love you. You love me. And let's, let's just give into that synergy and see what comes out of it. Um, it's and yes. it's, it's funny because that that's kind of how Justin and I agreed to parent Neva or mm-hmm. to develop our marriage between us, you know? And so it's, it's, it's such a beautiful unfoldment.
0: It truly is, and you remind me of two things, and, and I'll, I'll start with the second one first. Um, in speaking about how you and Justin relate to and relate with neva I'm, I'm mindful of something that occurred just last week. A lot of times when I do my uh, art tours, I'm a docent at a museum and I get the opportunity to uh, tour visitors around to art that spans about, oh, I'm going to say five or six centuries. And so my groups of people are anything from – kiddos, little kiddos in strollers all the way up to older folks with walkers and everybody in between. And oftentimes I find that my most interested visitors are kids, I'm going to say between around five and and maybe 10 or 11, who, because I, I give people a chance to talk and interact, it's very interactive, they're actually up for When I say, so, is anybody noticing anything about this painting or this particular aspect? And they're so cute. They raise their hands. (laughs) And every once in a while, when they raise their hands, and I kind of walk over and say, hi, so what would you like to share? Every once in a while, there's a kid who isn't used to being called on, or if they kind of get called on... (gasps) It's like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to say now because I'm actually being listened to. Mm. And I have found that with most kids, if you just give them a few beats, out comes this amazing observation Mm -hmm. or discovery or question. The other day I did it. I walked over to this little boy and he kind of stopped and he kind of had that, oh my gosh, frozen moment. And the next thing that happened was his mother put her hand on the top of his head and looked at me with an apology like, oh, he doesn't really know how to talk, or he's not, he's kind of shy. And I thought, ooh, she's mm. taking away this moment because she's trying to protect him. I get that. But as a result, I found he, I watched him shutting down. I said, you know what, I'll come back and talk with you later. And because he just, he was not going to talk, and I could sense that, mm. that combination of, the expectation that he wasn't going to be able to talk, took over, and he he took it away from himself, even though he wanted to. And, you know, we as adults have that all the time. I call it sort of the loss of everyday charisma. And one of the things that in my work I look to do is wake that up in people such that they begin to allow themselves to be seen, to develop their own visible superpower in a way that is natural and comfortable and not pushed and forced.
1: That's just beautiful. And I, um, you know, I, I, I think that you're speaking at something that's near and dear to my heart with regard to parenting and how, you know, and, and I would even add on top of that, it had less to do with her wanting to protect him and more to do with her insecurity about what um, what that meant about her. Mm-hmm. And um, we see that a lot with parents. And, and, and I certainly have had to overcome my fair share of that. Um, but, but how beautiful that you were able to observe and still hold that um, connection with a child and, and, and really see. So, so there there was an impact that was made there, um, even if it wasn't perhaps as full as it could have been, um, mm-hmm. you know, you did connect. And so so we, we, we've been having a really great conversation right now with Diane Curran about creative women entrepreneurs. and And I think you can piece together how Um, she just embodies that and and that very essence. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to dive into that a little bit more and see if we can't flesh out how all, how we can encourage that creative aspect. Um, you know, similar to the work that Diane does with her clients. So stick with us and we will be right back.
0: your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the superpower net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more.
1: Awesome. We're back. You're listening to the superpower Up podcast, and we've been talking with Diane Curran about creative women entrepreneurs. And before the break, we discussed a little bit, um, Diane let slip a little bit of the magic that she does with clients. So let's, let's Let's kind of unfold that a bit and just talk about what is it, you know, what is it? Like, why do you think that, one, that that women shut that down? Not women, obviously, everybody, but but specifically women today. Um, You know, why that gets shut down and then how we can kind of help peel back those layers.
0: Well, that is something that really speaks to, I'm going to say, the process of growing from being a little kid to an independent adult. And many times along the way, uh, and it's kind of part of the growing up process, we have experiences that we're not prepared for and we aren't mature enough to know quite what to do with. And they could be they could be the normal, uh, we'll say sort of uh, missteps and boo-boos and miscalculations when we're little kids learning things, but they could also be traumatic. And what happens is that we learn to take care of ourselves by coping. And coping isn't necessarily the solution to a problem or a confrontation or a need or a, a hurt. It is a way of surviving it. And, you know, I have noticed something that I'll put again in artistic terms. When I am working with a uh, being in the sketching gallery of the museum and I work with, little kids come in and they're like, oh, can I have a piece of paper? Oh, can I have a pen? And that's all they need to know is can they have that? And then they jump over and they start putting something on the page. They're not worried about what it's going to look like. They're not even concerned with whether they're sketching something that's right in front of them or whether they're sketching something from in their heads. By contrast, adults walk in and after I greet them and say hello and, you know, let them know where they are and kind of give them a chance to look around and say, well, if you'd like, we have some sketchy materials. And more often than not, I have them get this look of fear in their face like, oh, I can't even draw a straight line. And so what's happened is by the time they've gotten to be an adult, they have shut themselves down as a way of coping. And so For my work, what I am seeking to do, because I know everybody has extraordinary gifts inside themselves, and oftentimes people who start a business kind of leap before they look, and there's a certain kind of entrepreneurial quality I call the leap factor that causes them to jump off that cliff and say, hey, I want to make a difference in the world, or I've got something to contribute, but then they discover there's a bunch of things they don't really know, and then they kind of shrink back and say, ooh, Oh, how am I going to do this? And I kind of have to tone myself down and just be conventional. And that's where they get into trouble. So my goal is to get them in touch with, and in a sense, reawaken that excitement that caused them to take on the challenge in the first place and get them to, I'm going to say, believe in themselves. I'm going to say, explore what is extraordinary about themselves and and discover together a way to present that, that is authentic, that will give their audience a chance to know them. So a lot of times they're having to rediscover themselves, but they're also having to be willing to become seen and visible and trust that they have what it takes to fulfill the expectations or the wishes or the needs of their audience by simply bringing themselves forward and committing to that experience together and it can take something with adults because we're really good at hiding all that stuff don't you think
1: I think so and I think that um you're spot on with kind of your assessment and and it's you know I I often find myself talking people off the ledge who (laughs) um you know had these amazing creative visionary um guidance you know they're everybody's tapped in on to some degree and, and it's and, and a lot of times we get a glimpse into, um, you know, what, what, what's coming next for us. I always say, you know, it's already been written. Like, it's just, it's just we're watching the replay. And so sometimes we tap into how that kind of transpired. And, and it's, of course, there's different versions of reality depending on where, what frequency you choose to interact with in that moment. But, but when you get those glimpses into this, like, aha moment of, like, who you're becoming in the world, and then, especially in entrepreneurship, um, we tend to then go seeking the people who we think have had success um, doing what it is that we think we want to do. And, and what ends up happening is a lot of times, if if they try to overlay the vision and the guidance they were given with somebody else's process or system or model, then it kind of kills the life of it. And um, and it's an art. It's an art to be able to kind of manage and navigate all of that. Um, and stay the the guiding force in your own vision, and and it's what what I find you know challenges even the best of us is you know walking our own path and realizing the, that there is nobody ahead of you on your path, um, and and if you try to look for somebody to follow, all you're going to do is replicate something that's already been done, and most of us that doesn't fit real well on so. It's really um, a fascinating thing to see emerging out of the kind of coaching, consulting industry because that's a lot of what that industry rests on is, you know, here's the three steps I followed, Now do my three steps. Now, sometimes when it comes to the mechanics of things, we need to relax into that. Um, otherwise, we'd swim around in our own self-doubt and not go anywhere. And so, so there are moments of taking action that, that has been done before so that you have a little bit of cellular confidence around it. But at least the people that we attract here at Superpower Experts, they've got big work to do in the world. And, and then how you marry that up with the action items of, act, of really bringing it into um, form in this existence, you know, I, I think you're spot on and I'm seeing a lot of the same thing. I, I
0: really resonate with that. In fact... Um, you know, I, I, there's a there's a phrase that I'm sure you've heard, and, and I'm sure that everyone has come across, ideas are a dime a dozen. Well, I take issue with that because what it does is it puts down the notion of discovery and intuition and creativity and says, oh, well, ideas aren't worth anything because it's either somebody's already had it already or you're going to forget about it in five minutes. Well, what I find is that for a lot of folks, the ideas have been so tamped down in them, they actually need encouragement. And so, I, when I, when I wrote uh, the book that I wrote, it was to give people a playful way to tap into resurfacing ideas and then ending up with a cornucopia to choose from such that the best ones can percolate up, the ones you feel really related to. But then you're absolutely right. You've got to find a way to put those into action. And to me, that has to be as simple and streamlined as possible. Otherwise, we human beings, we adults won't do it. We'll just put it on the shelf and say, oh, that's too hard. Or I'm not sure I can get any any real initial sense of movement and momentum and they feel like they're just climbing a straight up brick wall rather than scaling a mountain that's going to build muscle for them. So I, you know, I find that kind of creating that yin and yang and being there for people who are grappling with their own yin and yang that may be out of balance is, is a matter of literally cheering on with a certain amount of, we'll say grounded maturity (laughs) <laughs> that process <laughs> of,
1: of, of eternal youth. <laughs> I love that. The, um, and, it, and, it, and, it, and I'll add on to that, the concept that, you know, it, it's an art. And, and I'm finding that intuitive strategists, intuitive coaches and consultants, um, you know, this is why I'm such a champion for, and at least with, with our client base, so insistent upon we take solid responsibility for um, our own work as well as for what how we're guiding other people because it, it's, it's an art to be able to go into someone else's space and help them get clarity about their vision and their process and who they are. And it's different. Everybody wears it very, very differently. We may see similarities and be able to draw on that, but, but to say, okay, well, you fit into this box, now go do this thing. I see way too much um, variability and and kind of creative putting together of ourselves to say, you know, to create anything that says one size fits all. Um, I'm with you completely. (laughs) I do find practitioners, healers, change agents and stuff going too far in the other direction. And the idea is that, well, everybody's different. And so the way I work with my client is very different and da, 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 da. And on a lot of levels that is equally detrimental because, We do have aspects of our minds that need steps and processes and stuff. And so it really is a nice, delicate balance of being able to offer somebody as much structure as they need um, and yet leaving space for their own creative expression.
0: Yes, and, and I think as a as a provider, we need to be clear about what our underlying structures and assumptions are and be willing to communicate that such that we can see where there's a fit and where there's maybe a gap. It may be an appropriate gap to bridge, but it, it does need to be bridged. And I think particularly for women, speaking about women in business, we have I'm going to say a new chapter ahead of us. And, and I would say that chapter is to create uh, a new paradigm that is not a replication of a male paradigm, nor is it a replication of a reactive paradigm against a male paradigm, but is a synergy of who we are as individuals and who we would like the culture and civilization we live in to become. And that is very, very powerful.
1: Oh, i I absolutely agree with that. Well, that's very beautiful. So, so before we have to close out the show, why don't we um, take a moment and what advice do you have for our listeners of how they can um, maybe take some action items to foster their own creativity?
0: Well, one of the things that I'm a, a great fan of is starting with a simple reality, which is we only have 24 hours in a day. And one of the things that I often hear people saying is that that I ran out of time. Well, no, you have exactly as much time as there is. And so what I've done is I've created some little guides. I call them quick start guides for people to get some structures. uh, And I make them available to people to work with, to kind of learn what are the patterns that they have in place so they know where their creativity maybe is getting derailed, where they're not... Um, feeling like they have the freedom to move into structures that support their goals and their intentions. But I would say, uh, and and they can actually go on my website and get get that for free. It's called the Quick Start uh, Time Mastery Guide. But what I would say is the very first thing I encourage people to do is to own yourself. Begin to really look at the quiet, maybe invisible, secret, superpowered self of you, and at least be candid with yourself about what strengths and what gifts you have and begin to honor them, begin to let that voice. I'm going to say this. I literally think we can transform our inner critic to become our inner ally. Doesn't mean it's not still going to watch out for us and try to protect us from anything that's bad and scary, but we can make it an ally, which matures it, gives it a voice. And now we find ourselves in an inner dialogue that's so much more creative.
1: Mm, just beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Where can people go to find out more about you? So my website is pretty
0: simple. It's my business name. is called The marketingdeal.com. And that's where they can find out a whole bunch about me. My social media buttons are all there so you
1: can go and explore to your heart's content. Awesome. Well, very cool. Well, thank you so much, Diane, for joining us on the show today. I really appreciated you in the inside and... I just realized like that fell so flat. I'm like, I really appreciated you. I'm like, I was just kind of caught up in the energy of the moment. It's like, I really, uh, you know, honored not just the information that you shared here, but just your willingness to model that for people. I think it's so powerful. Well,
0: I love the word appreciate. I'm going to, I'm going to reclaim it for both of us. And what I mean by that is appreciation. I always see as expanding and growing and, if you will, compounding in the best possible way. So I thank you for appreciating our conversation.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. It's been a delight to be with you, Tonya. Awesome. Well, thank you. You as well. And all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers and change the world. Take care, everyone.
0: Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.